literally every step I've just described above will be automated with machinery. It's really fun, the actual manufacturing process and being able to go in, have, have a play on all the machines. Um. But we're about power systems, yeah. uh, powering, powering, providing energy that matters really, that, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing. There has always been a, a need for engineers and, and in this particular country there is a shortage of engineers. That's one of the main reasons why might has been created. Mm. Hello, I'm Nicole and um, I'm really pleased today to be recording the first episode of That Engineering Chat in our humble Chatty Hatter studio that we're going to be using for these. Um, you may well have seen some of the EDS Takeover shows pieces that we did that were really well received and we decided that we, we just wanted to film more because... I love talking to people and there's so many great people in industry that we want to talk to about business. Um, we do create a lot of other podcast shows, but we haven't done anything like this for that engineering chat. So we will be recording these now in our little studio. And I was like, who am I going to talk to first? Who can I talk to first of all on my very first recorded episode? We have had other episodes, but recorded episode um, in the studio. And if it was it was a tough choice, but it had to be uh, someone that I've known for a couple of decades, though I don't look it, I'm sure. And that's Gary Livingstone. Um, Gary Livingstone, for those of you who don't know, is MD of three fantastic companies and businesses that I've had the pleasure of working with over the years. And I will let you tell everyone a bit more about it and introduce him now. So hello, Gary. Hello there, Nicole. <laughs> And it's very, it's quite strange to see you today because we've not actually seen each other for a couple of years. Yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are you? Well, keeping very well, thank you. And I can see you off. Yes, thank you. For, yeah, well, I don't know how to take that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that um, for those that don't know, you're, the businesses that you, three businesses, there's LG Motion, yep. Minitech UK and Precision Acoustics. Can you give us a... Can you give us a quick roundup of, of what those companies okay. do? Okay, very quick summary. LG Motion are um, an electromechanical automation company. Uh, we essentially just make things that go in and out, up and down, round and round. So be it from the film industry, right up to the space industry and everything in between. Yeah. Okay, so mainly development yep. and process improvements. Uh, Minitech UK is a division of Minitech Germany. and It's a modular aluminium profile system. Uh, essentially big boys Meccano yeah. and it's used for the safety guards, workstations, automation systems and much more recently now we're doing complete automated assembly lines for people. And then Precision Acoustics are acoustic and ultrasound measurement company uh, based down in Dorchester where they manufacture and develop different techniques, materials and hydrophones and transducers for medical and non-destructive testing industries. That's a mouthful. Sorry. That's that, that's kind of why I got you to do it. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. um, I mean these companies have been going for a long time. They have now, yes, yeah, haven't they? Yeah, fifteen years or so, even more. Yeah, and PA is actually into its thirtieth uh, year. So that's amazing. Mm. So how? I mean, we were talking about what we were going to talk about on this little chat yeah. that we're going to have today, and I mean, we could talk about businesses and how resourceful you've been throughout. I mean, the pandemic has been 
huge, hasn't it? It's created a few challenges, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you like a challenge, though. Every challenge means there's another opportunity. Exactly, yeah. yeah you've, got, you've always had a great attitude to that. And certainly, um, you know, you and I talking over the years, that's always been something that's been... But what's, what's really come up for you in business? I mean, before we sort of get... We'd, we'd, we thought we'd talk about kind of restructuring companies for a post-pandemic world, which yeah. I, I just... That sounds very apocalypse. Dun, 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 yeah. which I like, but... Yeah, let's talk a bit about that. Okay, it was really just trying to set the scene is that the pandemic has now driven us to a certain position that we probably nobody expected to be in. Mm. So uh, the first thing is that productivity even prior to the pandemic was essentially flatlining um, despite improvements. Uh, People were tinkering around the edge. Mm. So now we've got to look at a different way there. Um, there's now alterations in the balance between labour and automation. Mm-hmm. Uh, very on on news at the moment is the cost of robotics is falling relative to manual labour. Is it? As, as the minimum salaries increase and so on. Okay. So that, that gap between automa- investment in automation yeah. and just investing more people is closing. Um, there's always the, uh, the global, the, the, the capitalist world we're in is there's increasing expectation of global and individual consumption. Yeah. So the world needs more of what, whatever it needs. Um, and there is a shrinking labour pool, um, particularly in the developed economies, because we're all getting older. Mm. There's a very high levels of employment. And now there's some increased restrictions on freedom of movement, which again are going to create a few little problems with uh, skill sets. That's interesting. So it sounds a little bit ooh, all doom and gloom, but it's uh, it's just trying to actually say this is what we're we're faced with. Yeah. Um, and now because of that, I believe the uh, the pandemic should hasten the move yeah. towards larger scale robotics and automation, um, just because of the the factors above. So it and that I mean that so that's really interesting about the robotics and the so because the minimum wage because the wages are going up, it's it's shrinking the gap is yes, that right so and, whereas before people would be like oh it's really expensive to use automation we need people yeah, and technology costs have come and technology down. costs have come down so now there is that that crossover where it's it should be considered more than it actually is yeah so so basically i, I believe the pandemic has now created the much needed radical shift in mindset yeah and to coin a phrase necessity is the mother of invention oh, i like that our habits have changed. If mm. the pandemic had only lasted for four, six, eight weeks, mm. we'd have gone back pretty quick. But we're 18 months, two years. So our, we're creatures of habit. Yeah. Our habits have been changed. Absolutely. Yeah. So expand a bit on that. Because I do, when, I, when we were actually at the EDS show, I was talking to someone in particular about technology and robotics and the use of automation. And it was interesting that they were saying it's not like people aren't going to have jobs. It's just jobs are changing and skill sets are changing. And, that, and, and so what, what people are doing is different. To, it's not like, oh, well, robots are going to come along and take away your job. It's just the whole dynamic is changing. It, it's, just, in that for a just your mic isn't catching. When you're looking down, it's not catching your mouth. Right. Just bring your, the, move the mic slightly back a bit and angle it down. Just so if you need to look at your nose and talk. It'll catch, yeah. So when you're, just make sure that mic is always in front of your mouth. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> have it directly in front. Yeah. yeah, have it more directly in front of you. Maybe Gary, the mic, like literally, so it's sitting. Yeah, so have it back a bit. That's it. I know they feel a bit clunky. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Oh, we're getting juicy then. Six fifty-three or something. I remember that. Yeah. Continue. I forget where we were. <laughs> <laughs> we were t- we were talking about how it, so basically you know the, the, everything has changed. The way that we're operating has changed. The skill sets changing. The jobs that people are doing over automation is changing. That's right. I mean, and so that disruption to what we'd consider normal working practices, it's now forcing businesses to test out new ideas right. and innovate, um, which otherwise they may have been reluctant to or just thought can't afford it. But again, the pandemic, one thing it has given a lot of people is time. Yeah. So it has time to reflect what do you want to be doing, what should be doing. Um, so that time and necessity yeah. should actually spur on increased innovation within the workplace. And is that as literal as people couldn't come to work so they had to do more? Or is it, do you know what I mean? I mean, is, that, is, is it, because like when you say we were stuck in it for a long time so habits have changed and across all businesses not just b2b but b2c every sort of industry it seems like people have had to explore different ways of doing things absolutely and um again when you're manufacturing Mm. there's only so much you can do yeah (laughs) you can't yeah if you're milling and turning you need to be there There's there's no working from home there but a lot of the technology was already available prior to the pandemic Mm. it needed something drastic to actually to force the mind shift yeah, yeah. and uh, and now i hope we're in that same position yeah um i like my technology okay and i it just phrase frustrates me when i go to companies mm. seeing people doing the most boring mundane jobs going mm. that are prime for automation yeah yet the business are already caught up in their own mindset of no this is the way we do it mm. um it's lower risk just bringing people in and out yeah but it's not actually making the workplace a better place to be, not always resulting in better product. And dare I say it, there may be a lot of self-interest by the business in not trying to progress innovation. Okay, so what? So, it's, give me some examples. examples. Without naming names. No, it's <laughs> the, um, you, know, you could say like the, fuel, the, the energy industry. Yeah. They really got that much of a vested interest in trying to make us more efficient. Mm-hmm. So where does the money come from? Mm. Governments on taxation, they're currently taxing us to the hill on fuel duty. Mm. Well, if we all go electric Mm. and we're charging from our homes, where are they getting their revenue from? Mm. So again, there's always this... The country needs a certain amount of money. Yeah. So businesses need a certain amount of money. Yeah. But we may have to get start thinking about where do we get that money from and how do we get it from. And it's not always about just getting bigger. Mm. It's you should, in my opinion, always strive to be better. Yeah. Not just keep getting bigger. Well, yeah. I mean, bigger doesn't necessarily mean better, does it? And well, it's certainly not sustainable anyway. <laughs> That's right. As you say, economically, it's not. Yeah. Something's going to give at some it might, point. It might. Yeah. You might. It might be great for a bit, but it's not going to. It's not going to stay that way for long if you don't look a bit more into being efficient. So, so you like you say, you've always been interest in technology and you've always you've always been very forward thinking and looking at looking at lots of different areas do you think that people have been forced to sort of educate themselves a bit more now because of the pandemic um educate themselves i, th- I think it's find, people out just find out a bit more about what's going on i mean there, there's some you know the the advent of ai 
mm. has really come to the fore again since the pandemic. Yeah. There's been more research. Oh, yeah, we can make use of that. There's more data collection. We can make decisions. More people can work from home because AI is doing a lot of the processing. Yeah. Um, I know there are companies that are working with the NHS to handle just the sheer amount of calls they, they ended up getting through AI. Mm. Um, all the extra scam results now. Well, if you use AI to do a lot of the diagnosis, you can actually get a fight more throughput you're not relying on people yeah it needed the pandemic for people to think we need to do this mm. now we haven't got people sitting around we need it we need technology to actually improve it That's and, and to remove backlogs yeah um now you could say after two years of ai is there ever there may never be a backlog <laughs> so what do people do then <laughs> What do they, yeah, what do they do then? Well, let's, let's enjoy that time. Let's hope <laughs> they can uh, go on country walks and paint oh, and be philosophical. I don't that'd know. That would be but nice. It's, uh, <laughs> but, it, but it is the sort of... Um, people have been reluctant sometimes to take on some of the technology. Yeah. Um, and now the situation we're in, people need to embrace it a bit more. Mm. And it's thinking about tomorrow rather than just worrying about your lot today. Mm. It's actually trying to think beyond... Oh, well, if I keep doing this, I'll be retired in 10 years, so nobody take my job away. You need to be thinking, no, change it now so you can actually have a better quality of life. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I think as well, because like you say, it's been... I mean, there was it was such a long time that we were locked down for, wasn't it? And stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. And even now, like we were saying just this morning when we caught up, there's been shows being cancelled and yeah. not total stop. But No, I mean, again, as businesses have been forced, you know, we were forced into furloughing workers. Yeah. Um, and I don't know many businesses that didn't take advantage of that. Mm. So it was, it was appreciative at the time. But it was a bit regressive in some bits. Mm. Businesses did stall, did become a bit zombie. Did get used to, do you know what? We'll just keep them off. We'll yeah. just take the money. Yeah. Uh, so there were a few zombie businesses created there. Zombie businesses. Is that a term? I like that. It is a term, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> during, during the banking crisis. I well, know, absolutely. Just, yeah, I love that. And it, it frustrates me. Zombie. Anyway, that's, a, that's another one. But some of the, um, the emotional decision out of automation mm. has now been taken out of the situation because mm. of the furloughing and the pandemic. We're seeing... Engineering is, okay, maybe not hit as hard as some of you know, certainly hospitality and so on, mm. but people who have found alternative employment or, until, or alternative ways of making money during yeah. the pandemic aren't wanting to come back. Mm. So you're actually getting at a, a double whammy on the skill shortage. Mm. Uh, again, double whammy on skill shortage, see the opportunity, automate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it, it's, it's every, every, when there's an up, there's a down. And when there's a down, there's an up. Absolutely. Just make sure you're, you're on the right bit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting as well, like you say, about the skill shortage, because there has been such a lot, hasn't there, where people are like just not coming back to jobs across the board. They're not coming back or they're choosing to say, actually, I was okay on 80% pay. Yeah. Can I just do four days a week now? Yeah. Again, habits, they've Two, 18 months, two years mm. has changed what people now see as being important. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, there's still plenty of cars on the road and yeah. people still... But there are there is a percentage of people that think, do you know what? I just want to do four days a week. Yeah. Uh, a few other people I know actually took decided to take retirement. Yes. Okay, so they're, they're people that may have 
stayed in the workplace for another two or three years. Yeah. But given it, they've reviewed all their financial situation, reviewed their life and said, you know what, give up now. Yeah. So the, the pandemic is has been a, I think, a, sounds bad this, but it's been good for change. It, it's definitely been good for change, yeah. without a doubt. I think for many people it's made them uh, turn things up upside down on their heads and think about what they're doing a bit more because you've had no choice than to do that. That's right. So new technologies are coming to the fore. You've got um, all the AI, mm-hmm. uh, particularly for processing. There's a lot more of the 3D printing and additive manufacturing, yeah. so you're not actually making, producing a lot more waste. Um, and even into agriculture, the amount of robotics, yeah. because now, say, necessity. Yeah. There are not people in the field. Mm. And we've seen... Uh, I've got particular interest in lots of uh, lots of different robotic uh, companies, and you're seeing drones that they're servicing wind wind farms. Yeah, um, you've got people inspecting nuclear reactors, all by drone. All these jobs that are much now much safer, mm. cleaner, um, but don't require as many people. But they're the dangerous bits that you don't really want to put people in that position. No, absolutely. And do, and do you think that is something? Was that something that was happening before the pandemic, and then it's escalated the speed of it progressing through absolutely. the pandemic? The development's been there for years. Yeah, because surely if a job's dangerous, it's dangerous. Yeah. You would hope that you would eventually replace it with a drone That's or right. something else yeah. or AI. But now, because the people have not been there, That's right. yeah. they've had to do it. They had to do it. Yeah, and it's great. It's I mean, accelerated. It's, so a lot of nice new emerging businesses. Yeah. Um, investment companies like it because yeah. it's new yeah. and they can see the future. So money is getting pumped into it. Mm. Universities seem to be getting on board with it as well. So yeah. there's far more robotic technology, programming courses. Um and again, even from uh, logistics, you know, it's, you've heard of lean lean process manufacturing. Yeah. This lean process now is just being applied to the economy. You've got to look at mm. where is their value. If mm. there's no value there, automate it. Yeah. Um, and this is where, you know, again, agriculture, the, the picking of produce, there's, there's no value involved in the picker lifting up a crate and taking it to a warehouse get a robot to do it well and it just takes so long yeah <laughs> the, the picking of fruit is still humans are too good at it of course so there's many years before um robots will be successfully picking your strawberries yeah um but there's other fruit uh, other fruit and veg asparagus and all that she's ideal for robot picking mm-hmm. um and again with with the investment it's allowing different business models because people can now lease potentially lease robot technology rather than have all the upfront cost. Oh, wow. So they can build it into their business model as a, an annual running cost. Yeah. No different from employing 100 pickers. You could have three robots supporting 40 pickers, for instance. Yeah. And you can roll it in and they get a different business model. So it's all there. It will probably all take another three to 10 years mm. to be commonplace. But it's all, it's all there already. And people have just got to we'll be forced actively encouraged yeah. to take the step sooner uh, and hopefully that's through government grants and incentives yeah um because the problem of certainly in agriculture not having enough people about is not going away mm. that is going to be the case for a long time mm. um so that yeah that's definitely an area that you can see growing considerably in the next couple of years 
So, it's, I mean, and how have you seen within your own businesses, you know, these these sort of changes? I mean, obviously, you 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 know, you like to think that you're at the forefront of it and you're keeping an eye on things. But how have you seen that change and develop within your own businesses? It's traditionally manufacturing automation. Mm-hmm. You're, you're heavily reliant or normally heavily involved in some form of automotive or aerospace engineering. <laughs> yes. Okay. They suffered a bit of a setback in the last <laughs> couple of years. Just a tad, just yes. a tad. So, again, had to adapt there. Yeah. Um, so we, we moved into, um, as you know, some of the art yeah. uh, restoration conservation work. Yeah. So that was an area that previously been involved in many, many years ago, which came back, and that's been able to... Uh, keep us busy because yeah. that industry wasn't particularly hit. Uh, did suffer uh, with universities effectively closing their doors because the amount of work we did with universities and postdoc and mm. research work. So we saw projects dry up there. Mm. Um, but by the same token, people that were involved in some of the medical developments, yeah. Yeah. we were involved there. So that picked up as others, others dipped, dipped away. So business has generally been pretty good. Mm. Um, on the uh, automation side, a lot more into renewables. So the renewable um, vehicle manufacturers in particular, um, as the traditional automotive suffer big setbacks. Yeah. Again, emerging businesses. So as you know, I'm pretty nosy. Um, I do like to see what's going on. So normally involved with the universities for so, for so long, yeah. you get a feel for what technologies are likely to be coming on 10 years could be 10 years history and yeah sort of thing. all right this is starting to make it make a face now so yeah. we're fairly agile so we just move towards the uh the, the emerging business which is yeah. great um on the pa side of the world um 70 percent of that is export mm. so it was very cyclical tying in with all the uh global shutdowns mm. so china shut down first so we mm. definitely noticed that so 2020 was um was not to plan. It was still a you, good year. Yeah, because you just like... <laughs> you doubled the size doubled of the Hadn't you, literally? Yeah. Timing, yeah. But, but as ever, you know it's going to come back. Of course. So, so this year is likely to be a record year. Yeah. Um, as China came back online sooner, um, we did a lot more in the uh, water industry as well. Mm. So again, it's environmental sustainability. Mm. These are industries that you need to be involved in. Um, Unfortunately, we've got a great set of people in all mm. the businesses that mm. can take advantage of the opportunities. Yeah. So what? So what? What else do you see, like in you know, in the future? What what new emerging things do you see with your? Well, if I said that, your, I might put myself out of business. Okay, no. don't, put, don't put yourself out of business. <laughs> That's not the point of any no, any conversation. The, the, the emerging is really got to stay with the continual development. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, the diamond light source on the mm-hmm. Rutherford that's now been running for the best part of 20 years, I believe it is, maybe a bit longer than that. That is sort of like some of the peak of UK science, mm. where they're now going to rejuvenate all that again. Goodness me. So, if something as big and as expensive as that after 20 years says, no, nope, we've got to go all around the investment round again. So, there's, there's many opportunities for many businesses within with diamond light source. UK continues to be top level science mm. um how that continues i, I don't want to mention the the b word 
but we shall see how the skill sets the keep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> how the skill sets sort of come through, and it's the same yeah. as universities as well. Mm. Are we getting the quality of people to to keep the developments going? Um, yeah, are we getting enough people coming into engineering and manufacturing? Are we are the students coming in? I mean, I'm you know, mm. is it? Are we ever getting enough? I think the bit the beauty would be seeing more actual apprentices. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd much prefer seeing people apply knowledge than just gain knowledge. Yes. Um, and I think sometimes I do see weaknesses in our lack of application of, of knowledge mm. through our, our schooling system. Um, but that comes with time. But yeah. people have to be patient with that. But you need the energy. You need the energy. You need the ideas. So um, we're, we're, you know, we're very keen on taking apprentices. Um, we take them from generally from uh, 17, 18 now. Um HNC courses, degree courses. Uh, we've been sponsoring PhDs as well at the yeah. moment. So I'm passionate about people developing. Yeah. Be, the best, be the best person they possibly can be. Definitely. Um, and again, that state put us in good stead because we do have some good long-serving employees throughout the businesses as yeah. well because we do value them. Yeah. So they... That, and that, that, works, that works well for all parties. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that, that's just, I mean long-standing good put, puts you in good stead doesn't it really engineering generally i always like to think is long term yeah there, definitely. there's no quick wins in engineering you mm. do it right and you just keep i would say plodding but keep making <laughs> sure you keep doing it right using the right people the right practices yeah and uh 15 years later you can be saying yeah well done you're an overnight success <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's but isn't that the case with most things now? It's like, you know, you can't there's no there's no quick wins. It's like have a t- have a 10-year plan. You have to work. Have a 10-year plan. But yeah, exactly. There's no shortcut. There's no shortcut. You've got to do the work. And it's uh as true as many things, it's what people don't see that yes, is the difference. Definitely. So it's uh but you do need a good work-life balance, of course. But yeah. Has your work-life balance got better over the years, would you say, Mr Livingstone? I, I remember when I first met you a couple of decades ago, you would like, never even took a holiday. No, I'd, I'd still get a bit uh, corny again, but I, I don't know who said it. I know it's a quote. If you find something you love doing, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Yeah. And that's generally how I feel most of the time. That's great. I've been lying to say there's not the occasional bad day. <laughs> but generally, um, love what I do. Yeah. Fit it in with all manner of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm very lucky. Yeah. And you, do, you you've, you, I mean, this, but you've been in business for a long time. Uh, yeah. well, let's not give away any age yeah, here. Yeah. But no, yeah. Um, you, you've, you set up, but you know, been doing it for a long time. Well, I think you remember we actually, uh, trebled the size of our premises during the bank crank, banking crisis. You love the challenge. <laughs> yeah. So when everybody said, don't do it, I mean, I remember starting, what on earth, what on earth are you doing going into manufacturing? You're yeah. an idiot. Um, so, yeah, thanks for your support on that. So some of the local I think banks, anyone that says uh, you're an idiot for doing something, I now don't see that as a red flag. I see that as a green flag. Green flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've done that. We've moved, uh, we moved. I say trebled the size of the factory during the 2008 banking crisis. Mm. Uh, we've continued the investment through these pandemics. Um, I think I say so two, three years ago, we added two, yeah, maybe just over 60% additional research lab space at, at PA. So mm. um, we'll just continue the investment in LG and Minitech with new machines, new people, 
new processes. Uh, we used the downtime of the pandemic to put in a new ERP system across mm. the three businesses. There's always something to do. And you've got to look for tomorrow. Don't, yeah. don't keep worrying about today. <laughs> <laughs> It's a quite a different approach, isn't it? People are always like live for the moment, not for yesterday or tomorrow. But you're like, no, think about tomorrow. Don't think about today. If you think <laughs> thought about tomorrow enough times, you can always enjoy today. That's that's I like that. That's yeah. a very good point. So what else can pe- what else can businesses do to come out of this pandemic? What what else do they need to be looking at? I think they have to just get a bit of confidence back. Yeah. There is a little bit of um yeah, people losing their mojo. Yeah. Old con- confidence has been dented. Fully appreciate that. There's been yeah. anxiety everywhere. Um, I'm fairly fortunate that uh, within the uh, the local area, we've got some really good business people, support groups that you yeah. know from um, you know, going out cycling or just going out for a laugh. We've talked to each other. Yes. Uh, a few, and, you know, unfortunately, a few of us have had tough moments. Mm. But you have to get back into the... Uh, you know, I know they, it sounds a bit cliche now, it's good to talk type thing. But during that last two years, quite a few of us all made efforts to keep in touch with people, which kept everyone moving and kept kept it buoyant. So uh, I, I still think, I don't know if you've watched any of the um, Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer fishing shows. I haven't, actually. It's funny that I haven't. No, they're brilliant. Are they? Said, they should be on the NHS. Should they? <laughs> Absolutely. What, what is it about that, then? It's two blokes talking yeah. uh, rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Just and fishing. Yeah. Just easy life. It's great. But don't you think that during the pandemic, we did, like you say, we all kept in touch. There was kind of a flurry at the beginning. We all kept in touch because we couldn't talk to each other. So everyone was really communicating. And then there was a period when everyone, I mean, myself included, almost went dark and just sort of withdrew. And then everyone sort of talked again. And I almost feel like people have forgotten how to talk to each other a bit again now. Again, habits have changed. Exactly. Oh, people realise. Yeah. Actually, I quite like my own time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think people are, maybe are a bit more reflective. Mm. Um, again, I don't think it's a bad thing. Mm. Um, business-wise, has definitely suffered. I know from a, a, a business manager point of view, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my style to yeah. be doing things remotely, and, no. and it was very difficult. And you feel that um, again, it's not that the business the businesses are in a great place. I'm more frustrated that they're not in as good a place as I wanted them to be. Mm. <laughs> but given where they are, everyone would take it. But uh, I just feel I've lost a year. Yes, I think there is a sense of that at the moment. Mm. I think everyone's, well, that I know and speak to is appreciating a sense of loss of time that you can't get back. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the case. It's the case, yeah. I mean, exactly. but work, everyone's got on. We've had... Um, so the key thing for me is that despite it all and keeping the, the, the general work morale up yeah. is we've still spent the money. We're yeah. still investing. Yeah. Uh, we t- you know, the training, you know, saying these businesses are not going, are only going forwards. We're not going backwards. And when you do get the opportunity to speak to some customers, mm-hmm. there's almost relief that you're not doom and gloom. Yeah. Um, so that this, as with any pandemic there's always businesses that are doing really well mm. uh we had a flurry of work uh from heathrow airport yeah those work for heathrow uh which was particularly satisfying although very very tough but we became, managed to get tier one supplier status within a two-week period yeah i mean that was phenomenal At, but again necessity yeah well, yeah needed it the airports need Absolutely. to stay open and uh we were fortunate enough that um 
I preempted things with a, some stock holdings, which allowed us to, de yeah. to deliver on time. Uh, we were supplying the medical industry with a respiratory tube, yep. uh, the automation of putting the tubes and the connectors together. So there was definitely some work that if it wasn't for the pandemic, we would never wouldn't have, have been got, there. wouldn't have been there. Um, but saying that, there was some other good business that still came along just because we were able to deliver. What, I mean, with that, with like logistics and supply chain, how has, how has that been? Because that's something that I've certainly was hearing across the board that it's like so slow. It is very tough. I mean, there are How's products that? now. Um, it's just people can't even get hold of the, the metal to make the part. Goodness me. Let alone getting the part. Mm. Um, so from two years ago, there were some uh, things on bearings that we were expect we'd normally get in two weeks. You're lucky if you get a year delivery now. I mean, what do, what does that mean? <laughs> a year delivery when it was two weeks. That's like me waiting a year for a pair of shoes that I'm getting told. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to be happy about that. No, you'd have changed your mind by then as well. I would have yeah. definitely bought a different pair of <laughs> shoes by then, yeah. But do you know what I mean? That's I mean, literally, yeah. what does that mean? It's generally, the world is it's, it's like toilet rolls. They've panic bought. Mm. So it, they've used up whatever capacity there was and just accentuate the problem. Yeah. Um, but... It happened exactly the same with the banking crisis. Yeah. And then as it eases back, all the delivery chain, it, it, it eases slightly. And do you, when do you sort of, I mean, you know, um, crystal ball and yeah. all that, but how do you anticipate the length of time on that easing? Are you, you know, when are we going to start to see that ease? How, how much is that going to, because that's going to impact businesses massively. If you can't well, you get something for a year. As recently as today, mm. as parts of Europe being put on lockdown again. So, this time next year, yeah, at best. So, twenty twenty two is going to be use what you've got, yeah. Um, which again, unfortunately, is going to slow slow things, things down. down. Uh, we've got inflation running away. Mm. Um, so again, will people's? I still believe projects will go ahead, mm. but where people may have budgeted for three projects, mm. now they can actually only afford two. Mm. Uh, so again, there's going to be an issue, uh, and even if they are got two projects, who's to say you can get hold of the parts to complete the two exactly. projects? So, exactly. So we we always buy a lot of our core parts generally over a year in advance. So for all of this year, we've been pretty good. Yeah. But you're 2022 now, and of course, during 2021, you can't buy a year in advance. So there's bits. Yeah, we have to wait and see. There's some of the standard product you've got cover for, mm. but we've ended up being cheap and just over-ordering mm. to get the time in, and there's mm. hope stuff starts coming in earlier. I mean... And then where, you're just tying up money. Well, yeah. yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. Where, when do you... I mean, how, when do you see things getting back to how they were before? You know, when's manufacturing going to start to... Or is it just, as, as we're saying here, it's going to change? It's going to be different? Or... It has to change. Of course. But people need to change their ways of working. Yeah. Um, I say, you, you will find alternative ways of doing things mm. just because the old way doesn't exist anymore or it takes mm. too long. So um, I think there'll be an element of larger corporations thinking about their supply chain do, yeah do they actually have more smaller factories yeah rather than one mega factory yeah um but again that's not a five minute fix that's that's a no. that's a big big thinking process um politically with all taxations across borders travel restrictions <laughs> 
who knows? I mean, shipping costs, we, we were getting, uh, I think like th probably six months ago, maybe $6,000 a container. Now you're looking at probably nearer $15,000. It's exactly the same bits that come out of the I don't container. Know what, I yeah. don't know how you managed to smile. So. <laughs> it's like whenever I talk to you, it's just smiling, it's just smiling, it's just business. It is, a, it is. It's a game. Yeah. It's a big game. You, yeah. know, you know the rules. Yeah. But you just got to play the game better. Is that your business advice out there for, for people to keeping their heck? <laughs> I always think business is simple. Yeah. People make it complicated. Okay. Yeah. So it is just, I don't mean to be flippant when I say it's a big You're game. You're not being flippant. But you understand yes core economics absolutely and demand yeah and if things aren't happening you have to make a change absolutely and that's it you yeah. just keep moving forwards would you say with emerging like markets that have come out of this pandemic like you've, obviously you've talked about automation what, what and agriculture what are the other ones like ai is that a big one like what would you say are going to be the big because surely like i mean the motor industry yeah. that's uh, <laughs> That's just going to go through huge changes now. I just, I get totally confused about that. We could probably do a whole podcast just you talking yeah. to me about that. I'm not in the automotive industry. I mean, no. ele electric vehicles are great. Electric, electric vehicles, yeah, absolutely. That's um, huge. But I don't think it's the silver bullet that's going to solve all, all the rest of our ills. It's 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 a way forward. Um, but and politically, it's it's the. Uh, the favourite. The it's, the way they're, it's the way yeah. they're, they're, they're edging us, isn't it? And, and certainly with, you know, again, the travel industry. I mean, that's, that's going to be, when's that going to get back to? It's going to be tough. Everything's going to be more expensive. But again, in a heart of hearts, should you really be able to fly to Benidorm for 20 quid return? I mean, <laughs> I haven't been to Benidorm no, no. for 20 quid, but, but I know what you're, the, the know what you're saying. I know yeah. what you're saying, yeah. Uh, people so again, it's going to change the way we look at it. Some people may get used to having half a dozen holidays a year. Well, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I think, again, it's just a change. And yeah. we've, as a, oh, it sounds too big this, but as a society, you've mm. got to work out what do you want. Mm. And we're all pretty selfish and don't want to give up anything. So true. And that's where the problem lies. But and this, but this happens every time you have any sort of pandemic. And I, I know, if, you know, I remember there's been times where it's like, oh, we can't travel the way we used to. It's, you know, we kind of spit our dummies out. Yeah. But then we adjust and, and then we, you know, accept and then we move forwards and then we move on. And then you have a different way of doing things. Yeah. And quite often it feels better. In the long run, well, it's, it's not initially that chat. It's that that initial sort of oh, I've got to do something differently to yeah. how I did it now. But I mean, t ten years ago, we were doing acceptance tests over web links before customers came in. Goodness me! Okay, now that wasn't difficult. I mean, it's nowhere near as clear and clean as it is now. Mm. So, but the technology existed. Mm. Uh, work we've been doing in uh, with US companies and so on. It's not uncommon now that you're online with half a dozen people. Absolutely. Walking around the system with a webcam and they say, oh, can you show me that bit? Yeah. Can you do that? And it works. It's not the same as seeing a person. No. But maybe get rid of a third of flights comfortably. 
Well, even that, I remember even when you, you started taking your car in for a service mm. and you started to get these videos of them showing you, yeah. you know, this is this is your car. Let me show you what we've been doing today. And that was, you know, used to be going to the garage, taking some time. You know, I know it's a very simplistic example, but even that, me having to go out of my day, go to, you, you know, everything is timing. Yeah. It's just. But then you've got to think about what you're doing with that extra time you saved. Well, that's it. You're probably just queuing in Starbucks. I was never <laughs> queuing in Starbucks. <laughs> but no, you are, I, I, I do take your point. It is what you do with that extra time. Yeah. And I think, again, that's what we've all got to think, think about. about. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, during COVID, when the, the, the roads were empty, it was, that was a weird feeling. It was so strange. Yeah. Um, but I can say around the M25 today, everything is back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a car park yeah. that it's always well, been. It kept moving. No, it was pretty good. But most people now are all are all travelling back again. to it. Yeah. Mm. And um, it, it's strange now because people have almost been scared to go on public transport. Yeah. So I think I more don't people think in cars. More car. Yeah. Mm. Again, so environmentally, it's all gone <laughs> totally the other way. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. That actually, yeah. I mean, I must admit, yeah, I I haven't jumped on public transport myself. I don't really need to where I am, yeah. but. Yeah, I think you're right, definitely. I often get the train. Yeah. 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 Um, but they are, I, from when I've been going, probably only a third full compared to what they used to be at weekends yeah. and so on. Um, but yeah, that's good because you you always get a seat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, wow, so when we're talking about restructuring companies post-pandemic, what, what are the changes? What else are we seeing? What's going to be happening? Uh, well, some might say that the, the current crisis... Uh, is likely to change the balance between labour and automation because uh, yeah. with the high levels of unemployment, probably to stay for years to come, there could be a larger workforce available. Yeah. Um, and it's going to have less okay, less of an effect for automation in the Western economies. Yeah. So that, that's going to be an, an issue there. Okay. Uh, because minimum wage prices have already been set. So yes. There's already, already a fixed cost there. So the technology adoption is relatively more expensive. Sorry, I've changed no. Yeah, in fact, technology adoption should rise as wages become relatively more expensive if a firm's revenue has dropped. Gosh. Okay, so that's again you make the investment. Yeah. You've then got a fixed cost, you've yeah. got the variable cost of a person. Yeah. And it all makes it quite uh, well and just the consistency to be honest. Yeah. Um there's probably going to be more pressure on global supply chains to be shortened, mm -hmm. uh, especially given the restrictions to international travel again. So, again, potentially some more reshoring of some yeah. industries, some key bits. Um, and then the West, the traditional West, has got to find ways of becoming more competitive with Asia. Goodness me. And, again, the pandemic has probably been the driver because mm. uh, we can't rely on the slow boat from China and crates of uh, or container loads of goods sat, yeah. sat outside on ports. Uh, so there's also an argument that SMEs and other organisations without strong balance sheets may need to enter a thrifty mode of operation because they've got yeah. no money just coming back into it yeah. and unable to make the capital investments that are needed. Again, if you look at some automation firms, they're providing an option to do this by yeah. leasing the technology. Yeah, so that's interesting. About, about the robots. You did, yeah. So... Um, I've seen it particularly in agriculture, yeah. Um, but you can see that it's a model that may well work 
Mm. Um, but so we may see that rolling out into different industries. Again, it's different. Mm. So finance houses, banks have all got to look at it yeah. slightly differently. But it, it could be a way to actually allow people to automate more readily. Well, I imagine with all these things as well, when there's more people investing in different markets and then there's more people that think, oh, I could use that with my business or with this sector or that sector. It's just going to open it out more and more and more. Yeah, absolutely right. The more people that see technology, mm. the more they can see how they can apply it differently totally. to what the person first intended. Yeah. And that's, that's where you start getting the real benefits. That's the person that gets the real gold nuggets, the one that goes, oh, I can use that for that. And no one's thought of it. <laughs> it drives the cost down. Yeah. Increases acceptance. Yeah. You move, move on again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't, see that you know sort of ai and and automation all these areas i mean i can't sort of see that there's a negative around it now because i think i feel like there was a few years ago when people were a bit like oh you know who can be taken over by robots but now everyone can see what where would we have been without you know again technology when we were in lockdown mm-hmm. we were all sort of you know a bit adverse sometimes to using technology oh we use our phones too much and we use this well where would we have been without it yeah so lots of self-interest yeah. in um, possibly public institutions yeah. and so on is that you know, robots could get used for cleaning. Robots could get used for porter services. Goodness and all me. The, but some of those institutions mm. do not accept change. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but eventually, but again, it's that thing as well where it doesn't mean that one person has to lose something. It just means that they might do something different. And, that's the, and that, it's like you're saying, you know, look at what big, you can do with that time. That's the big sell. Yeah. There's either not enough good salespeople to sell this vision, <laughs> or there are too many cynicals that yeah. will, will never accept it. And at some point, the argument has to cross over. Yeah. Um, and that, that depends on technology and people promoting technology to actually show that it definitely does work. Yeah. And it's worth, it's worth the investment. But until then, you can understand some of, some of the cynicism. Yeah, of course you can, definitely. So what can we expect to see from you more in the future, the next 12 months, Mr Livingstone? I'm not that exciting. No, I shall just, uh, <laughs> I shall, I'll be, be looking for opportunities again. Yeah. Absolutely delighted that a lot of the universities are coming back again now. Yeah. Um, so there's many people there we haven't seen for a couple of years. Mm. So there's, there's definitely new technologies to, to be getting involved involved with. Yeah. Um, and the emergence of some of the newer, newer medical techniques. Mm. Um, so there, there are some really exciting things that I believe once everyone's getting back to normal workplace and we've got them, they will kick on at a pace. Yeah. So uh, there's some there's some good developments coming, and uh, we are still looking at increasing the size of the factory as well. So we are busy enough. Goodness me! So it's um, the never ending. Yeah. Increasing size of the factories. <laughs> but I, said, I will still maintain, it. I'd much rather be better than just getting bigger. Yes. But sometimes better means you have to get bigger as well. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, there's, there's, there's logic in that, isn't yeah. there? Well, thank you for coming to talk to me today. No problem at all. I'm sure we can think of some other subjects to talk to you about at some point, because I've enjoyed many a conversation with you about, can we talk about mortgage rates today? Not allowed today. Another day. Another, another day, 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 another day. Another day. Thank you for joining us. And obviously, if people want to 
get in touch with you, best places find you in Basingstoke. I mean, can they not just Google you and find you now? They probably oh, can after probably today. Can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. LinkedIn's always a favourite. LinkedIn well, yeah. is the yeah. best place yeah. to find Gary. Find Gary at LinkedIn, yeah. Gary Livingstone. But thank you so much for coming in and um, best of luck with everything going forward. You truly deserve it. Thank you very much, Nicole. Pleasure thank being you. here. Thank you. Cheers, Thanks. Em.